something subtracted You can call it your lucky partner Maybe you can call it your adjective But odd as it may be Without my one and two Where would there be my three Makes pasta me Alright, back here on the Sports Grind Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing And spinning the one and twos Alright, 877-37-GRIND Is your number all right. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky online studios as well. All right. So keeping it moving. All right. So the Knicks were able to go ahead. I mean, excuse me. Cleveland was able to go and get things tied up with the Knicks last night. So that series is tied 1-1 heading back to the Garden. Uh, it's going to I expect a ruckus crowd at the Garden. I think it's going to be tough for Cleveland to get. Uh, you know, one of those games in New York. But, you know, they probably will. I mean, you know, there's – because, you know, you got guys like Donovan Mitchell that, you know, when you go back, you you want your – when you're a player like that, you know, which I think Donovan Mitchell, he's been kind of up and down in my opinion. I mean, of course, his rookie year, he, you know, exploded on the scene. But when you're a player, though, even if Donovan Mitchell's, you know, caliber and you mix the playoffs in, everybody wants to shine in the garden. Everybody wants to try to have that that signature game in Madison Square Garden. So that's going to be one of those things that I'm going to be looking for because it would not shock me. I mean, I've got the Knicks winning this series, but it wouldn't shock me if this is a seven-game series all over it. Also, what else we got? Uh, Boston takes a 2-0 lead against the ATL. You know, Atlanta really started off um, – you know, very well, you know, um, I think really where the, the wheels fell off is that, you know, they jumped out on them. You know, they had like a 10 point lead at one time early in the first quarter, eight to 10 point lead. And then they end that, you know, first quarter, they end up giving like up like a 17. I mean, it was a 13 and run at one time, like 14 but they end up giving up like an 18 to four run or something like that to end the first quarter and I think the sales just came out of Atlanta and again I've been telling you all year even when the playoffs started Atlanta's defense they're just horrible they're just a bad defensive team I think Snyder will get that rectified but it's not going to change this season um, enough to save them in this series Uh, but that's you know you have Boston doing what they're supposed to do I mean Boston's supposed to get taken care of Atlanta this should be a sweep at, at worst case scenario uh, that would be coming back split, but I really think Boston's going to sweep them. I mean, I, cause I think Boston's going to go into, um, you know, Atlanta as long as everybody stays focused. No Magic City and the night before. Everybody, you know, because Atlanta, people sleep on Atlanta, man. I've only flown through there, you know. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't got a chance to, you know, stop in the nightlife and stuff. I mean, been through the airport, of course. But people sleep on Atlanta being a dist- – Atlanta can be just as distracted – for pro athletes than South Beach, Miami can't, the visiting team. I'm telling you, man. You know. They think, oh man, shoot around. What, what? Come on, man, shoot around's all right. Let's just go blow a couple stacks. Where you want to go? Like, come on, man, let's just go blow a couple stacks. And plus, uh, you know, Lou says the pepper wings taste pretty good at Magic City. Let's just try some pepper wings. Pay some ladies' rent. Yeah, you know, exactly. See Jonas, no? Can you picture Jonas in Magic City? But the thing is, this: as long as Boston stays clear from all them distractions, they should they should sweep them. They should really sweep them. Now, when we talk about looking for motivation, when we talk about you know, like, hey, can you get a spark if you know you just really like, look, Boston's just a better team. Can you have one of those magical performances? Well, let's see how Trey Young responds. Due to an anonymous poll done by the athletic. These are genius, by the way. You know, as I'm getting older and really knowing the society that we live in, 
you know, these like these publications and these broad like at the athletic, the journalists, athletic, these type of groups that have thought about like, you know what we do? Yeah, we cover the sport or whatever, but let's get it's connected. We're in. Let's get some. Let's just see what people feel. Let's do some anonymous polls. Then you really get players that don't have to put their name on it and tell you how they feel. Well, athletic has been doing this for a few years. OK. Um, Trey Young has been voted by his peer. I'm always big on peers. If you've listened to this show long enough, if you're new to the audience, I've always said, hey, nothing, not just sports, but in real life, too. You know, it's nothing. No matter what industry you're in, it's always, you know, what does your peers think of you? You know, can your peers, can they sit there and say, man, that guy's just tragic. That guy don't work hard or whatever. It's, it's different than somebody on the outside. So to me, I always take, you know, these type of poll. I don't read too much credit into them, but I always know that anything that has to do with the players itself, it cuts a little different. So Trey Young has won the title for the most overrated player. According to The Athletic and this anonymous, you know, survey they did, he was voted by his peers as being one of the most overrated players in the NBA. And to be honest with you, this got me looking. And and I and I saw I was like, wow, because you know, I've been on, I've said, hey, Trey and Luca. Now Luca's better than Trey, but they're both in the same category to me that they just their game, they just have no effort on defense. They just want to go run and shoot or whatever. I've been saying that all season long too. But what this got me to looking, I didn't realize how bad Trey's numbers were this year. And if you go look at his numbers and, and the reason why they broke it down, like you look at this whole coming out party for Trey in the garden a few years ago. Oh, I'm the villain. You know, the Knicks crowds on me. Oh, this and this running to the circle of the Knicks, you know, doing the shiver. Oh, he got momentum off of that. But you know what? He has cooled off tremendously. If you look at his numbers, you know, since then, and especially if you look at his numbers through the first two games of this series, the Atlanta Hawks front office and the Atlanta Hawks, and keep in mind, there's little spurs trinkle up in there. They're looking at this. No wonder this leaked out. I'm thinking like no one. And I'm not even talking about this anonymous poll, but I'm like, no wonder this story leaked out about three weeks or two weeks ago about, hey, upper ownership has let know, let the front office know they've got the green light to trade them if it makes sense. Because they've got to be looking at it like, are we really going to commit this type of money to this guy? who really has taken a step back like this that really can we is he really going to carry us forward now the first thing that i think of when i hear this and then i'm looking at this anonymous situation is again i wonder what dj's thinking okay you know i mean i have my reasons why it was really a situation where he left here you know i don't think dj was never disgruntled in san antonio i think if they really was committed to have to pay him i think he would have stayed but they just don't have the money to pay. And I ain't talking about cap. I know they're cap situation. I don't want to get in this again. It's just one of those situations the team is going to different. So I wonder what DJ feels. Because when I look at this and I really div dive in his numbers and look at his shooting percentage and look how much they dipped, and I've looked through these first two games and I've watched Coach Snyder enough to know from the time where he was coaching the G League team down here in San Antonio to his time in Utah, Trey don't look like he's his type of point guard, man. And, and that's the reason why I feel like he is probably going to get moved. For one, they're not getting the return on the investment. And I can see why his peers think that maybe he's not overrated. Now, some of your past winners on this, I think at the time I'm doing, I think um, didn't Russell Westbrook, didn't Russell get this one year? Was it 2019, right? Yeah, 2019. He had 17% of the vote at that point. Trey Young this year, 14%. You can round it to 15. 
Look, man. I mean, let's see how he responds. This is out there. I mean, the story just came out yesterday. I mean, you know, I'm just touching on it today, but it, it's there. So to me, you got to take this personal. I mean, like, I, look, they are nowhere close to Team Boston is. Boston's going to destroy them. But Trey's got to come and play better. He's not giving them any. I mean, we know he's challenged defensively. He's not giving them anything offensively to his standards, what it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to be. What do you got? Uh, when you look at the other results here um, on this polling, um, Julius Randle came in in second, tied with P Pascal Siakam. At seven point four percent, Jimmy Butler five point six. For the most him. overrated. For the most overrated player, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, he tied for third uh, with Jimmy Butler and Jaron Jackson Jr., who's your defensive player of the year, by the way, hmm. um, at five point six. But then you look at uh, there was an other category. An other uh, received thirty one point five percent. Right, just right in votes. Okay. Uh, of the written-in votes for the most overrated on this player's poll, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Bradley Beal, Patrick Beverly, Devin Booker, DeMar DeRozan, uh, somebody wrote The Grizzlies, uh, Tyrese Whoa. Halliburton, Tobias Harris, Killian Hayes, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Murphy III, Duncan Robinson, Tristan Thompson, Nikola Vucevic, Grant Williams, and Zion Williamson. Each of them received one vote. Hey, man, I mean, some players will take this seriously and fill out the information and really think of it. Some people think it's a joke, and they just run by and say, oh, that's fine. I don't like that guy anyway. He says something to me. I put him on this list. I mean, you don't want to put too much stock on it, but it's not that far off. I mean, when you talk about – if you if you look at the numbers, it kind of backs up to where you can see why he has that reputation. And to me, it's just one of those – and that's irrelevant. I mean, you want to go prove everybody wrong, you prove everybody wrong. But when I just look at it, I will be surprised if Trey – Young survives under Snyder. And now one of the other things Jonas didn't mention to about this athletic survey and everything, because also some players and some executives leads to believe he's a coach killer. You know, I until Jonas brought it up, I totally forgot that he had already burned through one coach, you know, in regards for Nate McMillan. So you got that reputation of being like your your production is not meeting basically the fact that you could borderline be uncoachable. And it's crazy because I remember reading and hearing about how his dad used to coach him hard at Norman. Even when he was there, you know, his dad would break down every game after him. Like, hey, you ain't doing this, doing this. It's hard. I mean, look, man, when you get that money, it can change you. Look at Jordan Poole's ass. Oh, they're smiling and cheesing and laughing. Oh, hey, Dream Oh, that's funny. When Dr I'm like, isn't this the same dude that kicked your ass and knocked you out in August? All of a sudden, you want to just be, you know, basically just grinning? I mean, come on, man. That guy is in my doghouse, man. That guy plays too much, man. I, like, I have so much respect, and I, and I really do believe up until maybe, even at this day, I think their organization and their front office really is always a step ahead than everybody else. Now, it's going to be a day that that's going to catch up. And you can sit there and say, yo, Calvin, even when you got Steph and you got Clay, well, they put it together, okay? And they put the right pieces around them. But given George, they had to pay him. But giving him that much of a raise and that commitment that early, and I understand the title, you because part of a GM too, and part of a front office of presidents of basketball operations, president of football operations, I don't care what the sport, besides scouting talent and the obvious, what your job is and how to put together a team or a championship team, you got to read the room and you got to sit there and understand how to read a guy and an individual, his character on how he's going to act if we pay him. Is he going to change? Is he going to stay hungry? 
Okay. Because I can tell you right now, got a lot of respect for their organization. Two different sports, apples and oranges, but not really, but because it supports my th- my point and my take that I'm trying to give you right now. Um, got a lot of respect for them. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, they read the room wrong on Antonio Brown. Ryan Clark said it before they gave the money. He's like, I remember walking in the training room one day, and I forgot he said he named the trainer, and it was something that Tony goes, they had just, and it was before he got the money, and he had said something. He goes, man, he goes, if they ever pay that guy, it's gonna be a pro- he's going to be a problem. And Ryan Clark was today. Now, credit to Ryan Clark. It was funny because Antonio Brown's so damn crazy these days. You never know when he's popping up in the news. But just about, I think it was last year, sometimes they sat down on Ryan Clark's podcast. They had some stories about because there was beef between Ryan Clark and Antonio. I mean, AB pretty much called Ryan Clark or Uncle Tom. And those are damn near fighting words in the culture. If you say it straight to a man's face, you got to find a way to kind of defend that or whatever. But I'm just bringing that up to the point that. They read the the room wrong on Jordan, but keeping it moving. So if we look at tonight's action, we've got another three games on the docket tonight. You have the Lakers in Memphis. Now all X-rays are negative on Jaw's hand. There's no fractures. He dodged a bullet on that, but his status for tonight's game is still up in the air. I doubt it very seriously. He's going to be on the court. They've played without Jaw before. I mean, obviously he's had to go on his sabbatical you know, to try to get it clear his head, to get his mind right. So they've played without him. They are at home. But look, again, LeBron James, uh, you know, even though this is Darvin Hand's first rodeo, but LeBron James is going to lead a a guy that's been to seven straight or whatever, how many finals it was, won's three titles, okay, but does Ron have three or four? I always forget. Does he have? He has three. Right? He has four, four titles, right? Uh, what back to backs in Miami? He has three. Lakers. Oh yeah, four. Cleveland. It's probably you know what it is. It's that bubble. It's that ballroom that I it throws me off. You know, hey, we're gonna walk to the hall. Do we gotta catch the plane? No, man. I'll just see you in the morning, man. We're gonna order room service. We'll see a shoot, man. That, that trust me. It was like giving. I mean, it was like you ain't starved, and somebody gave you a rich cracker. We had no sports for four months. I was hurting, okay? I was hurting. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I would have took it. But looking back, I'm like, man, we settled for that? But anyway, a guy like LeBron James that's championships, been a fight, he ain't content with just basically coming. He's not going to let that team, the Lakers, be content with just coming and getting one. He smells a wounded duck. He doesn't know how many more he has of these. He's got to go play with Bronny and probably maybe be on a bad team. If he wants to play right. How many times left is he going to be in these positions? Um, Lakers, I mean, last time I checked, that's a pick them tonight. Pick them, usually you always usually go with the road win, the road team. If the home team ain't getting any points, especially in basketball and NBA basketball, pick them. You buy that up, that's telling you, the desert's telling you right there the Lakers are really favored to that. A home team, even if they wanted to give, you know, minus one, one and a half, two points, they get nothing. That smells like the Lakers might be coming back 2-0. Now, I think Memphis is going to give them a hell of an effort because I think they will be without Ja, you know, but I think they can make this game close. But Lakers, and, you know, look, the one thing I will say, though, even saying that, just giving you the, the, the perspective on the betting side, 
the reality, the Lakers have been, you know, they finished the last two weeks of the season strong. They really did. But one of the Achilles heels for the Lakers all season long, even after the trade, after they acquired these pieces, they've been inconsistent with, with play, like being able to, you know, streak good play and wins together despite coming down the stretch. But if you really develop more bad habits through more than you just say, hey, man, we had two good st- weeks to finish the season. Well, what about those other ones? And sometimes those bad habits can rear their ugly heads in the postseason. So I'm anticipating I like the Lakers the way they came out. Assuming Anthony Davis doesn't have to run back in the locker room for anything tonight. I mean, that's that's going to be that should be a steady prop up every time somewhere at most books like it's Anthony what's the over under or how many times or if plus two does he even run back in the lock did he walk back for the locker room for anything whether he got to use the restroom whether he's like oh, I can't feel my arm whether he's like oh man I can't my contact's gone I gotta go oh man my lay uh, I got a hangnail my nail came on his jersey I gotta go I know, man the Reggie Miller and it, it when it comes from a hall of fame and a legend like Reggie Miller that time when he just said, hey, when Anthony Davis went down, she's <laughs> like, man, every time he gets, that's about four to five weeks. That cuts, you know why? Because that's from a peer. That's from his legend. That's from a peer. So it's, it's different when, you know, somebody other commentator make a joke. But that comes from Reggie Militon. That, that cut. Anthony didn't like that one. That was funny as hell, though. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Line Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, spinning the one and twos. All right, 877-37-GRIND is your number. 
Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pilden Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pilden Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring waters added from Mount Hood. Oregon's highest peak. Pinland Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and a rich, complex flavor. Pinland Whiskey is an official sponsor of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and its official whiskey of the PBR Velocity Tour, which is the professional bull riding tour. And it's an official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official whiskey of the Sports Grind as well. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so keeping it moving. So, yes, so I expect an effort from the Los Angeles Lakers tonight looking to go up 2-0, heading back to the Crypto Center. Um, You know, with job probably not playing tonight, that's going to be a tough task. Now, again, you know, Memphis has played without Ja a lot. You know, they are at home, so this is a game that definitely they could find a way to muster to win. But, you know, if L.A. is going to keep their intensity up on the defensive side, which they've done under Darvin Ham, I think that they could walk in and pretty much leave out of here up 2-0. And I think that was the deserts telling you, too, uh, pretty with that, that pick them. What I would do, even if I was a betting guy, I would actually basically probably, you know, buy that up to two points and then pretty much plus two and then just ride with that. I hope you all are paying attention to those little things I put out because they've been pretty much – uh, running on point later because I look like, hey man, I think I said that on the show. But anyway, just about nothing like the foundations, nothing like that. Just you know, casual, just talking, just two guys, observations, you know, yeah, having a conversation, you know, taking a piss by a light post, just giving a talk. That's all, just very casual. Shout out to Tony George. George always says I jacked up from him. Anyway, um, all right, man, keeping it moving. So you have the Lakers going to Memphis. And then, uh, first of all, one of the games we didn't even touch on, we talked about tonight, we didn't even touch on the main one last night in the desert, my bad. I mean, between the Clippers and the Suns, uh, how could I forget that? Uh, look, I'll continue to say this, and I'll just keep going. I mean, it's just Kawhi is just, again, you just find a way. You just find a way, okay? Maybe. Maybe I get over this. Ping pong ball falls. Hey, what do you know? The Spurs done again. This will be the third time in franchise history that they get the number one overall pick, and this kid up really been be you know who he who he's supposed to come up to be, and all this. Maybe I get over losing Deuce. Until then, when I see this, now they lost last night, but Kawhi. I mean, if you look at it right now, he's playing like he's the best player in the NBA right now. He's the best player in the league right now, the way he's playing. Now, that's no disrespect to Embiid and Joker, but Kawhi, what he does defensively and offensively, I mean, he's giving Kevin Durant problems. I know Kevin got it going a little bit in the second half, and granted, in Kevin's defense, the Suns' defense, they just don't have that many games together. That's fine. That's a factor. But the reality is Kawhi's giving him a little bit of the business on the defensive end. And last night, man, ripping him at court. I mean, Kawhi's 
wingspan, his hands. I mean, it's just ripping him midcourt. He went and slammed it, and then he handed it to Kevin. That's like stuff you do on the playground. I'm like, wow. Like, Kawhi didn't say much. He's quiet, but that that was a subtle just like, here you go, Kev. You know, just ran back the other way. Now, granted, the Suns got it going the second half, but the Clippers came out trying to go up 2-0 out of the desert. And the way it looked in the first half and the way it looked probably until the Suns made that run in the second quarter to kind of basically tie it, at halftime it looked like they were going to do it. But you know what? Devin Booker came out in the third quarter and went nuts. And that's the his performance yesterday in the third quarter. Would he have like 20-some points in that quarter? He, he went off in that quarter. But the reality of it is, is that that's the reason why I said – there's no way that, and I will let them have it, there's no way they can lose this series if Paul George, first of all, even if Paul, I mean, I've seen clips of him working out pregame, whatever. Again, maybe it was gamemanship. The way it looks like to me, you might see Paul before this is over with, okay, if you get to a game six or a game seven. But that performance from Devin Booker in the third quarter is the reason why I have so much pressure on him because it's time for him to take that next step. I mean, he's taking it, but it's time for him to really go ahead. I mean, he's made it, you know, in regards to the finals, but he's got to get it going. And that's the reason why you, Devin Booker, Aiden, and I think in the adjustment too, looking at this, and Tyron Lue, he's king of adjustments during the postseason. But I know one of the things they've got to figure out is what they're going to do with Aiden at that top of the key, that that free throw area, because he's nailing that every time he's basically left open. I mean, I've seen a lot of those shots. Like if Aiden doesn't have it, it's the, almost looked like it's Westbrook shooting it. But when he's on and they're hitting, he gets in a rhythm almost like you playing pop a shot. Okay, you're playing pop a shot and trying to win a stuff and will get more tickets. He just sits there and it's just a rhythm. But if he misses first couple, he's out. But through two games, even the game that the Suns lost in game one, he's finding he's just he's hitting it. It's money. So going on the road, well, actually going back home to the crypto center, they they're going to have to find and Tyron Lou will. I just think they've got to find something to do with Aiden. I don't know if that's Pumley. I don't know if that's a Zubak. I don't know if that's stepping up more attention, but they got to take that away from the Suns in general but and I think as you get this series going you will see more comfortability with Kevin Durant and Westbrook and Chris Paul I mean they are kind of learning on the fly together but it is what it is they're playing an undermanned Clippers team for the most part so but this this matchup between Kevin Durant and this is what I'm telling you when it when it changes scenery which is going back to LA and throughout the series Kevin Durant is really and I've seen him do it with Golden State but Kevin Durant is really going to a little bit older now, but Kevin's going to have to turn it up a notch on the defensive side of the ball because Kawhi is going to have he's going to have no choice because Kawhi is going to make you get to that level you got to. And regardless, he doesn't necessarily have to cover him every play, but Kevin's going to have to get his pretty much defensive because I think for the rest of this series, Kevin Durant and basically Kawhi Leonard are going to cancel each other out. Unless Kevin Durant just has an off game, which he kind of he kind of did in game one, I think their production is going to go ahead and cancel each other out. So it really comes back, as Shaq says, the others. It comes down to the others. Tyron Lue said after the game, he likes where we're at. He said, I like the way they played like tonight. He goes, we got to clean up some things. We will. He goes, well, I like the position where we're at. It should be a hell of a series going forward, especially I do feel when I'm looking at Paul George working out pregame, and I know they came out early, which that was a head scratcher to me, and I think that's really come down to gamemanship because I don't think with the come out and say he's out this series, I don't see if you see him working out that hard pregame. I think there is a point where you're going to see Paul George, and I hope so for basketball fans and really try to be back to their fullest point. I think Paul George is somebody you might see probably – 
probably in game four at home. I don't think he'll play in game two. Probably game four or five is a possibility. If he's going to make it back in the series, I think he would probably be a possibility, Jones. I really do. Well, the, the Times reported yesterday that uh, before the game that he was ramping up. Yeah. Um, but they're still projecting for next round should they survive. Again, gamership. If you're ramping up, I mean, it, it comes to the point where if they, if let's say, for example, if Phoenix Suns, and I wouldn't have had this take on, on Monday, but seeing the clip and knowing that that report, and that's, I've heard that multiple reports and that he's ramping up this and that, and you see him in a full sweat. If the Suns go in and they retake home court advantage in game three, there's a good chance. That's why I say game four. If the Clippers can continue to win, like say if this comes down, the Clippers come back, they win, they go up 2-1. Okay, Clippers come back, they play that game. Okay, now the Suns tied up, it's 2-2. And then now all of a sudden we're going to a game five. They play that game and it's 2-2, they go back to the, the desert. At that point, if it's tied 2-2, okay, maybe precaution. As soon as this, I believe as soon as possible, Unless he has a setback through these ramp-ups. Now, if he has a setback, all bets off. But he doesn't have a setback. As soon as they fall, probably a game behind this series, you're probably going to see him. You might not. I mean, Tyrone, and I'll tell you the truth. I mean, I don't know if he's going to implement right back in the starting lineup. But I think that it's a situation. If they come back out of the desert tied 2-2, you go back to the desert, game five, get, let him get another, let him get his legs back under, let him keep trying to give him more time. But if you go to game five and you come back and you're down 3-2 in a game six, Paul George going to play. Paul George going to play. I, I mean, because – and the reason why I'm confident saying this, because, again, I wouldn't have had that take Monday, but I've seen the tape. I've seen them loud it up because the truth of it is they know it just wasn't me probably, and they know the ultimatum that even I cast up out there for them. They know the history of injuries and what they're dealing with. There's two professional teams that pop, and you could probably think of some more, but there's two professional teams right now that come to mind that in the last three to four years, this is what it's been about with them. Injuries. And there's two of them. The Los Angeles Clippers and the San Francisco 49ers. Crazy they're both West Coast teams. They're joining at the hip because their storyline has been great talent, great play. Injuries just can't get help. Can't have our healthy team. 49 can't have our starting quarterback healthy. Whether it's Jimmy, whether it's Brock, whether it's Trey, we just stake bit. Clippers, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Paul George was there last year. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's here. Paul George is not ready to go. But I just said, hey, I can't give him no excuses because we've been waiting. And whether it's health or not, it just hasn't. It's got to get going. And that's the reason why I feel that going through another offseason and saying, man, if we would have just had Paul. He, now, what shape he's going to be in, how this leg's going to hold up, I don't know. They get down an elimination game or a game seven in this series, Paul George is playing. I, I think in that the listing of teams there that you, would you consider the Brooklyn Nets in their old form when they had Kyrie and KD um, and even the nah. Harden where they couldn't they couldn't get mm -mm. all on the court we never got to see no. what their potential was. No, nah, that's too that only I ain't putting them in there from basically vaccine not wanting to get poke basically you know whatever anti-Semitic all this other stuff James Harden like man I didn't want to come here for this that's just a bunch of that's just a bunch of gumbo of just a bunch of gunk. 
That ain't that ain't the 49 49ers have been in championship games, man. They've been they they've been stifled walking into championship games with backup quarterbacks, no quarterbacks. You know, the Clippers have had heck of a regular seasons. They basically joined to play with each other, Paul George and Kawhi, and they just haven't been healthy at the same time. Those are two no, I'm not putting no, not even close. Okay. Uh-uh. Fair enough. Um, so then looking at when you talk about the others, uh 100% accurate. Um I could think you could almost say that Kawhi and KD, or a combination rather, of KD and Booker is going to be canceled out by Kawhi and Russell Westbrook, or at least has the potential to be. So, so, to, so to pair those up, the two stars on both sides, then you look at the Phoenix, right, and it's their their starting combination. Then of adding Paul into that and adding Aiton, and then you look at the bench for the Clippers. Where else are they really going to get this scoring? Because kind of like you would look at Denver, I look at the Clippers and say they. And as long as Paul George is sitting on the sideline, they really need a third, unless everybody's going to be I mean, steady, consistent. Gordon's uh, capable of it. Um, also, um, God, what's my man's name? He'll come to my mind. Powell. Uh, Powell. I mean, they've they've got they they've got it. I mean, they can get it. And the the thing I'm going to push back a little bit on you on. Um, no, I don't. I don't think. No, Russell Westbrook and Kawhi did not cancel out Devin Booker and KD. Westbrook is too inconsistent offensively. He's too inconsistent. No, that does not cancel that out. I mean, we we saw in Game One. That's why I came in here and said that this is really intriguing because I can't remember a player that has been so great on one end of the ball or basically loose balls, assist, and be so rebounding to be so awful and hurting his team offensively, and that was Russ. He's too inconsistent. I mean, he couldn't even really get it going last night the way you're now. He he had some tip back balls, was getting, you know, rebound. That's what it – but no, to cancel out Booker and Katie, no. Paul George and Kawhi Lin, now a healthy Paul George, which even if he comes back, I don't think he's going to be 100%, but you have a better chance at a 75 80% Paul George and Kawhi Leonard canceling out – KD and Devin Booker than that, not not Westbrook, not West. I see what you're trying to go there, but no, not not. He's too he's too inconsistent. Eight seven seven three seven grind. So yeah, so we'll see that. It's going back to the crypto center. Ty one one. Tyron Lue said, "Hey, I like what we're doing. I like where we're at. We're heading back home." So again, we've got Lakers going on to Memphis, trying to take a two zero lead. Okay. Um, the other game that I want to talk about is I think it's the nightcap tonight. That's the Denver and Minnesota game. Um, of course, Denver's up 1-0. Look, the T-Wolves, I, I think this is a situation where they are talented enough. Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Edwards, these guys are talented enough to m- bounce back and to at least make this series somewhat competitive. I still think Denver is probably going to do them in five. The most this series goes is six. Uh, most likely it might just go five. But if you look at Minnesota tonight coming back to Denver, I mean staying in Denver, I should say, but going into game number two down 0-1, I think it's a good op- It's a good chance. This is one of these. And see, you got to remember the Nuggets in the last couple weeks of the regular season, while the Lakers was getting the praise of ramping up, hey, man, they're finishing kind of strong. They took themselves from here all the way to this seed, stayed out of the playing game, blah, 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 blah. The truth of the matter is, is that, the Denver Nuggets was kind of a little bit of the opposite. They struggled a little bit the last couple weeks of the season, last few weeks of the season. Now, I said that that was regular season fatigue. 
And, and I think there's some truth to that. But reality of it is sometimes you are who you are in the regular season and in the playoffs. Golden State, prime example, they're 0-2 in these early playoffs on the road. Okay? They were a bad road team. The Nuggets in the last few weeks, after the performance they had in game one, they've had performance where they can come into game two, look a bit less down, Minnesota hangs around, stills in the fourth quarter. Now, the reason why I say that this is going to be tough, even for Minnesota to pull this off, even to tie the series up, which I'm not banking on it, is because, again, the Nuggets are with that mentality, man. Nobody, and they're not lying to a certain extent. Some of it is over-exaggeration, if you ask me, but I understand it. As a city, you haven't won a championship. you got a two-time MVP. But it is true. A lot of analysts, I mean, we, we're nobody. I mean, nobody really talks to Nuggets in general, and they're the number one seed in the West. So they're, and Mike Malone is that type of coach, and he knows that, hey, <laughs> I've been saying Mike Malone, I mean, he is not in a situation where his job security is like, hey, I ride this Joker thing out. Nuh-uh. So he's going to play every angle he can, and he trusts me. He's reminding him, reminding them daily that nobody's really picking them to come out of the West. So Minnesota be up against it, but I think definitely they'll have a better – they got blown out the doors uh, in game one. But I think definitely, you know, it'll be a better effort uh, in game two from the T-Wolves. What do you got? Oh, I thought you had. I thought you were about to chime in. Anyway, so that's the nightcap. So the three games on the docket tonight. Any one that I left out or we touched on? Yeah, you left out the Heat versus the Bucks. Heat versus Bucks. Yeah, what's the status on Giannis? Gian- Giannis has been upgraded to questionable. I'm going to say he misses tonight. I think he's out. I think. I think at least he's going to at least. I think he'll be back for Game Three. Um, but I think definitely, and this game's at home, still in Milwaukee. Yeah, no Giannis tonight. I'll uh, go ahead Bucks and call that. Bucks drawing a minus eight still, regardless. Now, I'll tell you this. Now, that line right there, if you tell me that's the line, that kind of shows a little bit that he might still play. But it might be one of those situations, if he plays, he might see how he feels to go. That type of fall and that back, and I mean, you know, we are, some of these are every other day or every two, maybe two days off. I still think precautionary. Now, if they would have lost, which was they did, they lost game uh, one. Um, Let me take that back. I I didn't, I I was talking real, I, I didn't really, that's a big factor. Um, I was I was thinking, you know, kind of forgot they lost the game when they're down 0-1. Yeah, he's playing tonight. I don't know how effective he will, but he'll give it a go. Because Miami's uh, Miami's too well coached. Even though I haven't been high on this Miami team all year, I really don't. First of all, let's not – as we look into this game tonight, let's not forget Miami shot like 60% from the three-point line. They were ranked 27th out of 30 teams in the regular season at three-point shooting. I honestly don't think the Miami Heat are going to shoot the ball that well two games in a row. But I think defensively and Jimmy Butler, you know, with an eight, that shows you that Giannis is probably going to play. And with those circumstances of being down 0-1 already, yeah, I think Giannis will go. Now, how, what he has left in the tank or how effective he is tonight, that remains to be seen. But we'll find Find out. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. 
It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 